We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online step by step and it's completely free. And welcome to episode 55. Blair will start with telling you when to pivot, and I'll be then talking to you about how to motivate your freelancers. Yeah, thanks, Emily. So, what I'm talking about is pivoting. Now, some of you might not know what pivoting is. Um, Pivoting is when you need to change direction. So, that's in your business if you're going down a certain direction towards a certain goal and then you need to change direction and effectively pivot towards a different goal or different direction. So, you know, this could be in terms of what product you're offering, you know, the product that you're selling might not be appropriate anymore and you need to change the product offering. Uh, It could be the way you're monetizing your site, you know, if, if, you know, the advertising on your site's not working, you might then decide to add a product to your site and sell the product instead of relying on your advertising as a monetization. And and so that would be a pivot, um, you know, and it can go as far as even, uh, you know, looking at the niche that you're selling in, you know, you might be selling skateboards and then skateboarding goes out of fashion and, and you have to pivot and move on to a different niche like selling travel packages or something like that so I guess it can be very small and it can be very large you know and it can be quite simple and it can be quite complex and it's so it's a wide variety of things that can need pivoting in your business okay so why would you want to do this well Mainly is if the current method isn't working, then you may have no choice. You need to pivot or the business will fail, you know, or it could just be that there's a better method. So it's an improvement rather than an all out change, you know, so it could be that your monetization method on your site is advertising. You've got an advertising provider that you work with and and that you find that, you know, their their commission rates aren't and as good as a competitor so then you move the, to the competitor and that could be considered a pivot so how do you know when to pivot well there's no real concrete triggers when to pivot because every business is different and every i guess pivoting factor is different but the, so the key thing is to track everything in your business okay so that's like using accounting software using spreadsheets using Google Analytics, using Google Search Console. And what you're doing is you're measuring and you're tracking the performance of all the key indicators in your business. You know, so that's profitability, sales, your website traffic, all of that stuff you need to track. And what I do is I set up systems. So I'm consistently looking at these and I set timeframes around them. So the data is being compared over the same period. So for example, I would look at, you know, the sales performance of of all of our websites. You know, I'd look at that once per week and then I would do a comparison of how that compares to the week previous. Okay. And so what you're looking for is change in that particular data package. So you're looking for trends and indicators. 
that may require you to pivot. So if you're looking at traffic and all of a sudden one week your traffic is down on one of your sites, would you pivot then? Probably not, but you certainly are going to keep an eye on it for the next week. And so this is where it becomes a bit of a internal decision of when you actually need to pivot. So if you're looking at your traffic in two or three weeks in a row, the traffic is on a downward slope, then you probably need to address it. Okay. And same with same with your revenue. You know, if you're looking at your revenue and the revenue's down one month and then the next month it's back up, you probably wouldn't pivot because it's probably just a fluctuation in your business. And you will have fluctuations. So you don't want to be doing knee-jerk reactions to certain changes in your business and pivoting when there was no need to. So it's about tracking that data and making sure that you're looking to identify trending and changes in that data and then being able to react in a timely fashion to that. So by doing that, it's the best way to keep an eye on things and making sure you can pivot in time and it's not too late. So if something isn't working, then it could be best to pivot sooner than later to save you time, money, and possibly your business. Again, it's a real it's a real individual thing and it will really depend on how your business is made up and what you know what area what niche you're selling in. Okay, so when you choose to pivot, you need to carefully consider the implications of why you want to or need to pivot because sometimes pivoting is irreversible. Okay, so that's something to consider. Depending on what the pivot is, sometimes you can't go back on that. So make sure it's well thought out and, as I said before, not a knee-jerk reaction. So if you do work out that you need to pivot, um, I think the key thing there is to move strongly and be 100% committed to it. Because any change or new direction is going to need your full commitment and, and input to give it the best chance of success. So when you make that decision, go with it, stick with it, and, and just really hammer it home. It can be a very hard decision to pivot. Um, so, for example, to another venture or niche. But if the choice isn't made, then it could be you know, effectively the failure of your business entirely. So, yes, it can take some courage, but that's all about being a business owner. You need to be able to have the courage to make big calls when you need to make them. Um, and that's how you stay in business. So I guess to conclude, you know, make sure any decision to pivot is, is strong. Reinforce it through research and data analysis. Seek other people's opinion on it and make a strong decision and commit to making it successful. And I guess good luck. Emily. Thanks, Blair. So in the last episode, I spoke to you about keeping your employees motivated. Now, you may not have an actual team with you uh, in the office uh, working for you, but you may have freelancers that are working for you. And so there's some real key principles to remember in that case to keep them motivated as well. So some really key things to do is make sure you spend some time getting to know them. Form a, a working relationship with them. Communication is really, really important between you both in them understanding what you want from them and vice versa. So really making sure that they feel part of the team and that their work is valued and they will do a lot better work for you because they're motivated and keen to do the work that you've given them to do. And just remember, you're not the only person they'll be working for. If they're freelancers, they'll often have multiple commitments 
So in order to make them focused on your work, you need to keep them enticed and keep communicating with them and keeping that relationship going. Yeah, just don't forget to give them feedback on how they're performing, just to keep that reinforcement going. And finally, just make sure you're paying them what they're worth. You don't want to get a reputation with them or other contractors because they might not might be unwilling to work with you in the future. So just make sure everything is really fair and you're really communicating with them. You're forming a relationship with them, making them feel part of the team and you will reap those rewards. Yeah, it's a good point with uh, paying them fairly as well because you can't expect to pay someone $15 an hour and then make a whole lot of demands about you know high level of expertise and, and quality of work that you expected from them you know you're just not going to get that with a, a freelance for $15 an hour you know that's more like a $50 an hour right so you need to curb your expectations around that and and pay what the result that you want maybe do a bit of research first into the, the ballpark costs are yeah. so you are uh, for that sort of work so you are at least being realistic about what you're you know what you're trying to achieve with the work that you're putting out there yeah. um, and the other thing with the freelancers are create real expectation around making sure that at the beginning yourself and the freelancer are really clear on what the outcomes of the work is because that way it gives them a very clear goal or deadline around the timeframes and the result of what you want. And then both parties know that they're working on the same page because then you won't have any you know, conflict or anything. But I think that's a really good point you mentioned about trying to get to know them a little bit at the start because there's always that, you know, you, you, know, you create a lot better bond with them if you, know, you show a bit of interest in things that aren't just work-related. All right, that's good. Thanks, Emily. And so that's uh, all we've got time from 55, and we look forward to seeing you in episode 56. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step -step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.